Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. I'm so excited to bring you an interview with a good friend of mine, Roland Downs. I've known Roland for three years now, and he has impressed me at every stage as he has grown his solo commercial cleaning company from a zero to $100,000 revenue per year. And what I love is that he doesn't do it alone. Yes, he is absolutely the master of custodial arts, as it says on his profile pages online, and he is quickly becoming a national brand for his expertise in vacuum cleaner science, and he's become a tester and a spokesperson for different brands like Pro Team. He is becoming a national brand because of his expertise. They've interviewed him. I'll just say he is a wealth of knowledge. But again, what I loved about this interview most is that he concedes that without his wife, Dina, he would lose these accounts. He is absolutely amazing at servicing accounts and getting every single client to love the work he does. But he tells you if it wasn't for his secret weapon, Dina, who goes and gets the accounts, he wouldn't even have a business to even service. So let's dive in to My Secret Weapon with Roland Downs. Well, I want to welcome to the Solo Cleaning School, the one and only Mr. Roland Downs. Roland, man, I just want to say thank you for being a friend, but also just being so instrumental as an expert in this industry and helping me for the last couple of years and just for trusting me on this adventure. You're welcome. Thank you for having me here. Well, listen, I've got some questions I would love to ask you. For those that are listening to this, Roland and I, we have a tendency to totally geek out on vacuum cleaners and cleaning science. And this guy is an absolute encyclopedia. I mean, he you're at the point now where where manufacturers of vacuum cleaners are reaching out to interview you and make you like a sponsor, a, a spokesperson. Like you've been doing this for a long time. So for the for those that don't know who you are, would you mind just kind of sharing your background? Like I know that you were a janitor. You started off there. So please start with what your background was in cleaning and how you became a solo cleaner in your own business. Like how did that happen? I'd love to hear that story. I started out in medical cleaning, really looking for a job that I didn't want to prosper in. I didn't really, like, I just wanted an easy job. I didn't have many bills or anything. So I got into being a janitor at the hospital. And then it went from there to, they pretty much forced me to, to work full time. Like I, I signed up for part time. They forced me into full time, added me onto their floor crew, which would do their like stripping waxing and such. And then they pushed me into doing uh, the operating rooms to where we would go in. We had a 15 minute window in between surgeries and we would prep it to make it uh, right under sanitized for basically for the surgeries. I did that for a while. Really, I just got tired of the day work having to go in. And every three to six months, get like a bunch of shots, vaccine. It was just a lot that went with the job. I just really didn't sign up for a lot of that at the time. And then I got into uh, just cleaning like the, doc- the the lobbies and the bathrooms, you know, not, not necessarily the room. And I did that for a long time. I started that in 2005. Then I went to the other parts of the hospitals. I was trying a lot of hot medical industry. 
did lab cleaning, uh, copper floor care, clean room care, a lot of real detailed lab technician type stuff. They were making fiber optic wires here in uh, South Carolina. Well, luckily I got into gym cleaning for the YMCA. And once I got into that, I got into working part-time at Anytime Fitness as the janitor there to pick up, you know, a couple extra dollars, like an hour, you know, a couple extra hours a week. And then I ended up just quitting my job, actually, went out on my own. In between there, in between like the medical and gym transition, I did like nursing facilities. Uh, I did, I did a 202 resident nursing facility. They put me in like house. It was it was called housekeeping at that time. Mm. I think anything that has a bed in it is going to be referred to housekeeping. <laughs> that is an incredible background. You mentioned one thing: just unsanitized. Now I know what that means, you know, and you had to explain it to me. That means that there's a certain level of bacteria that is acceptable to the human body, and sanitized gets right. that, gets the bacteria to that level. It's not getting rid of all the bacteria; it's just making it acceptable to the human for the human body. But you were in a right. clean it, room. I mean, it, that's like a level what one thousand uh, level. They do it. They do it on a one to ten. It's level one to ten sterilization, which means uh, you know one level is it's all sterilized, but it's just different levels of sterilizing. It's very very detailed. Like you would use uh, everything's disposable. All your all your mops are microbial. Like it's it's very very. You're getting paid for disinfecting. Knowing you, and from the first time we ever talked, I would just listen with. Right, I'm so adamant about certain things. Right. Yeah, you you were, but I was just so I was always so amazed at how much you knew the science. I mean, the biology of cleaning, and then the chemistry of cleaning. And I wasn't going to dig into that stuff. Real briefly, could you could you just share how important chemistry is? I would say right under right under equipment and the, the person doing it. It's one of the top. It's one. I'd say thirty three percent. You know, thirty three percent chemistry, thirty three percent equipment, and thirty three percent technician. Sometimes your your technician exceeds, so you can have less chemistry. Sometimes your your technician is not so good, so you need more chemistry. You might have twenty five percent of the technician and a hundred and you know fifty percent of equipment. You might have the best you know scrubber, a subpar technician and very crappy chemicals, you're going to be coming out with very crappy results. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with certain kind of floors, like just floors alone, when it comes to like rubber, you got to have some chemistry that's going to stay on top of the floor opposed to drop down into the floor while you're working. When it comes to like carpet and soft textiles, you, you a, a disinfectant's going to residue. So you need something that's not going to have a different type of surfactant that's not going to residue that's going to basically encapsulate, take away, or extract. Everything you're saying here is, is proving my point. I mean, you, you have extensive knowledge of this. How do I know how to clean this? system that you can run to where you can run basically. Like, for instance, I, I'm a solo cleaner. This is, this is what you guys are going to get into. I run more of an alkaline chemistry, which means I'm cleaning daily, day-to-day soils versus running a neutral chemistry where I'm just cleaning, coming back in weekly or monthly or bi-weekly and scrubbing. See, being, being just me doing the work, if I had to do that, then that's taking away from what I can do at another building. If I had to scrub this building once a month or once a week, you know, it's not, it's going to take a lot of work. I got to be able to move real, real efficiently with the chemistry. It's really going to be important. Say I was rolling, just started cleaning my first six months, a year, 18 months in. I'm going in these houses. I'm mopping with, I don't want to say product names, but I'm mopping with a product 
and it's more of a waxy type of product on the floors. Well, I don't even really, all I have is a flat mop, a vacuum, and a dust mop, you know. These are all the tools I got starting out, and that's what I had. You didn't have no way of getting that buildup off of there. So if you're going in the house that another housekeeper was maintaining, they put the residue down on there. Now the person is asking you to get it off. You're giving some great examples of why chemistry is important. I appreciate you diving in there a little bit. Let, let me move on to another area. What was the deciding factor that you wanted to be in your own business doing it? Like you said, I went from part-time to doing it myself, but how did you know you could succeed oh, this is in your be own business? Yeah. You know, when I started out, when I started out, I was not, I was not happy. I was not really happy. I, uh, my, I, I knew what I was going to be doing. I knew what I had been doing for a long time at this point. At this point, this was probably like 2016. I knew what I had been doing prior then, and I knew that it wasn't working, but also knew that I, I never really quit jobs. I quit companies. Does that make sense? I always stayed in the same line of work as far as cleaning, but I didn't quit my profession. I, I've just worked for 80% of the companies in my area. But I've seen a lot of issues that these companies were having. And at first, uh, you give them the benefit of the doubt, and you're like, okay, no, it's just company A, internal management sucks. And you're like, no, it's just company B, payroll sucks. And I mean, I was, uh, I used to get paid on the 1st and 15th. So that kind of tells you what type of company I was working for is like a government type of company. So you think that it's going to be run real good, but I would get paid on the 15th and then the first, my checks wouldn't be there. And after the first month, second wow. month, I, I complained, but they weren't there. And then after like the third month, I started getting this, I started getting like, uh, late fees on my bills that I should be able to pay my very easily and working for somebody, you know, I really wasn't balling, so to say, financially. So any money that's late, it's just a real burden, real burden. And me and Dina had been together at this point for so long and known each other for so long. I was wanting to get married. You know, I wanted to ask Dina to marry me. And my dad, uh, before he approached uh, my mom's father, he was financially able to take care of her. And I wanted to just, you know, be the same, you know, be able to take care of her. Working 60 hours a week, I... Uh, I was the only, I was the primary cash coming in. Dina was doing school at that time for business and contract law. I just, I couldn't really, I mean, I was working like a dog and I wasn't even getting ahead. Uh, with the paychecks coming in, in late, I just got mad. I literally, I got mad and quit my job. That's how I started my business. All right. So let's fast forward. I can see it. I mean, you, your business was birthed out of, out of necessity. I get that. I met you when I was optimizing my solo cleaning business. You and I were talking on a phone call. And it was about, you were about six months in on your business. And I remember just being so impressed with how fast you grew your, your business. And I didn't realize the amount of experience you had, but would you mind just taking us through real briefly, your, how did your first six months going? How are you able to get clients in your, in your new business? Okay. My first month, I'll, I'll, I'll start off. Like I, I got insured. I quit my job. I sat around the house for two weeks. Uh, I was going to start another kind of business. And it would have been a very bad idea. I didn't have as much in, uh, interest and knowledge as I do this. I literally, I quit and I went, I got the insurance and I went immediately to Anytime Fitness at the one I used to work at. Uh, two weeks after I got insured. Left there, went to Walmart, bought like a, a new Dickies work suit, you know, that I always wear, like my Dickies work pants and everything. I just went right, right to Anytime Fitness. I, I remember I thought business people had papers and stuff in their hand. Like I didn't know much about business. But I knew that like professional people had stuff in their hands. I didn't have nothing to carry with me. So I just got my, my insurance paper 
that I just got from the insurance company that says that I have to pay for my insurance. And I just went in there and was like, hey, I got some insurance. I'm a business, you know, and the guy had remembered me, of course. And he gave me a shot. I remember he told me to, to tell my wife to send him a proposal. And I didn't even know what a proposal was. I mean, I, initially, I got my first account the same day I got insurance. And then uh, I grew one account every month after that. So how? Uh, I just I solicited uh, commercial buildings that I wanted to clean. Like the first month, I remember I used, to, I used to ride around and write stuff on a tablet. Like, okay, here's a company that'd be cool to clean. I got nothing out of that. Uh, I'd asked around. People gave me a lot of outdated marketing advice. That it was very not good. I mean, I, I walked around for maybe a week. And I called some people, cold called a couple people, but none of that worked. Like, I'm just going to say none of that worked. And the way I knew none of that was going to work was when I called somebody. I didn't know what to say. I was bumbling up on the phone. I didn't know. I knew I was, I knew I was, I wasn't going to work. Like, like when I'm talking to you right now, it's very different. I, I wasn't sure about what I was calling them about. Very, very unprofessional. Grammar was a bad thing, too. <laughs> so I used emails. I used emails. I can spell half the words that I can't even pronounce. But you've changed and grown so yeah. much in these last couple of years. I still got the account. I got my second month. The third month, I started getting into medical cleaning. My wife wanted to do medical. I tried to tell her it was a bad idea, but she wanted to do it. So I, I got her an account, and it had three accounts linked to it. But I was driving like an hour and a half a week to go to do one of them out in Columbia. So it was, it was a good account for starting out, but it was just a bad account to grow with. And then yeah. she started realizing she didn't like medical. She didn't like cleaning while the, the buildings were empty. She just, she didn't, it was boring to her. And I was just glad that she finally realized it. Man, I'd say within the first year, I knew I wasn't going to do anything but gym. When I started out, I said I just wanted to clean anytime fit. But now, I, I, that's all I do personally, but my wife, she does other accounts. And we've talked a lot since then. So these first six months, first year, you're figuring out what your niche was going to be and you nailed it. And now you do exclusively gyms and you are literally the yep. gym expert. I don't mean just in your area of Greenville, South Carolina. You yeah, are I'm now more into a bigger scale now. Yeah. I, but I'm saying within the world, the industry of cleaning, you are quickly becoming an expert yeah. in gym cleaning. Within five years, nationally. within five years, I'll be, I'll be, it'll be pretty nationally. Yeah. I'll be covered nationally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't it, do conventions. I don't do conventions. I don't do like speeches and stuff like that, but I will let you pay me like $84 to come <laughs> to your building for an hour and I'll talk to you about gym cleaning. Follow them on Instagram, get them to follow you and just flood them with like, you see me online, like all my gifts and my short videos and stuff like that. Flood them with that. And then after you know that they've seen it a couple of times, if you can get them liking your stuff, or at least just noticing your stuff, approach them. At least then they already know who you are and already know what you're doing. And I just holler at them like, hey, you know, I saw you guys on Instagram. It looks like your environment yep. makes you eligible to, for us, you know? Like a lot of people aren't eligible to work for us. Like if you're not cool, man, I'm not going to do nothing. <laughs> I yeah. that, that That's what you'd call, that's what I call a pro tip right there, Roland, what you just shared with Instagram. I love that. Let me ask you a different question. You and I are talking like it's Ken and Roland. We are the masters of this. And let's be honest. You know me. I know you. Tell me something about Dina. How has she been the secret weapon for your business? She goes and does the initial walkthrough. She goes and meets the people. I might make initial contact with my message and stuff that I do. They know that it's me doing the work, but she goes in and talks to them. They don't meet me. 
can tell like they got it signed you know what i'm saying like there's some money being involved or something like that because i'll lose your account pretty much like if i go in there <laughs> let's see i go back to all my accounts after i after i worked for them for a while i check the retention rates to find out you know if they're if their uh, guest count is getting higher since i've been cleaning for them and all of them tell me the same thing that uh when, it, when when like the ones that meet me first they don't think that i'm legit like they don't think that i'm you know i mean as legit as I am, and they don't—they're not going to give me the benefit of the doubt because I don't try to do that. Like I don't try to dress up. I don't try to do that. She is very comfortable, you know, being business-like with these people. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, but everybody kind of has a place. You know, you—you you, kind of have to master your own lane. You know, like you can't really—I would never call the best plumber to come do the electrical box at the house. So you've got to get somebody. You know, she's good at. She's very good at what she does. I'm very good at what I do. The problem is when we try to cross over. Now, if I try to cross over and micromanage her, or she tries to do the same to me. That's where it just fall, it'll fall apart. I mean, it just doesn't work. You guys are a team. That's the bottom line. She totally gets that legal contract. Like, if it wasn't for her, all of my agreements would be on a napkin and a handshake, and I probably would never get paid. <laughs> hey, napkins still probably get- they, they still work. There's been lots of deals struck on napkins. Well, wow, Roland, I am blown away. I just want to say thank you again for just coming on and sharing some of your knowledge and sharing your story with us. So thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you guys for letting me come in here and talk to you guys. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure and hope to have you back sometime soon. No problem. Will do. Oh, that was a super fun interview. Thank you, Roland. I really appreciate you diving in so deep on some of that cleaning science. I had a feeling we might geek out. Some of the points you stressed, the 33% technician, 33% equipment, 33% science, and your Instagram strategy, oh, priceless. But I definitely love this concept of our wives, our spouses, are our secret weapon. And that is so true. You've come to realize that. I've known that from day one. And so for all you solo cleaners out there, if you're married, if you have a partner to be able to work on your business, do it together. There's proof. When you've got two horses yoked up and pulling a carriage, they can pull three to four times the weight of just one horse alone. So get yourself a secret weapon. All right. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.